Welcome back to the Such Things Podcast. I'm David, and I'm so glad you're here with us. It's summertime. Can you believe it? Summertime is upon us. The kids are out of school. We're taking them to camp next week. We got some plans. What do you have planned this summer? I love the summertime. It's like the kid in me comes out. I remember when I was little living in Miami, um, my brother, we lived right on a lake and my brother and I, like on the last day of summer, we'd tear through the house, coming home from school, peeling off our backpacks, you know, papers flying everywhere, pulling our shirt off and we'd just run through the house and head straight out the back door, straight to the lake, dive off the dock, and summer began, and uh, we've already gone to the beach this week. We live at the beach, so (laughs) I love to surf. I love being with my family. I love having the kids around. Um, So I want to talk this summer. I want to do a series of short podcasts about living your best life this summer. Living your best life. Everyone's talking about that living your best life. How do you do it? You know, um, today though, I want to look at this. Living your best life doesn't mean that you're not going to go through a few storms along the way. Summer here at the beach, it's not just all, you know, sun and, and fun and beach and sand and waves. And we actually get quite a few afternoon storms, thunderstorms, I mean, sometimes we get some real soakers. I mean, it'll just unload, shake the house, you know, our neighborhood. It'll flood the streets. Um, So we're living our best life, but you got to go through some storms along the way. And I want to talk about that today because the struggle is real, y'all. You don't just live your best life because you want to. You're going to have to go through some storms. Listen to this story. Luke chapter 8, verse 22. One day, Jesus says it, said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. Don't you love that? Jesus fell asleep. I, I, I knew I could relate to this guy. He just conked out tired. I'm, I'm pretty tired right now, actually. I'm recording this at night because usually I record during the day because the kids are in school. But now I got to wait till, um, you know, 1030 at night. I finally got the kids, you know, <laughs> put to bed. Um, I'm getting tired. Jesus fell asleep. And then what happens? A storm. In fact, it says a squall, a squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped. And they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the and the raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. This storm comes up. The winds kick up. The rain is coming down. The waves are washing over, swamping over the side of the boat. 
pretty soon here at the beach, we're going to get into hurricane season. And that's like a real thing around here. Like you got to, you know, brace yourself. These storms will come and, and, and rain and, and floods. And, um, <laughs> and that's what happened. This massive storm comes up and Jesus is asleep. And the disciples are losing their minds. But y'all, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. See, we're talking about living your best life, but you go through some storms. You go through some struggles along the way. You know what it says here? It says, they were in great danger, Luke 8, verse 23. See, storms come in life. We want to live our best life, but storms come. And when they do, the danger is real. The struggle is real. It says that we're in great danger. Having faith, living your best life, doesn't mean that there's just no storm or that you just, you know, you know, pray your way out of it. Oh, you're done. Pretend like there's no storm. Just, you know, positive think your way out of this. Faith, faith is not playing make-believe. Living your best life, it doesn't mean you just, you know, oh, everything's fine. Just be happy. No, it says they were in great danger. They actually were in danger. Sometimes I, you know, when I hear preachers preaching the sermon that I'm preaching right now, I can sit out there on the other end hearing this message like, oh, come on, come on. But you don't know what I, yeah, I live in your best life, but you don't know what I'm going through. No, no, no. It says they were in great danger. The struggle is real. There are storms. There is an enemy out there. We have an enemy. Spiritual warfare is real. And there's sin. And there are consequences to our sin. Sometimes we, we blow it. We invite the storm. We've made mistakes. We're reaping consequences. There's danger. There's storms. The dangers are real. We can't just positive think them away. If the storm that we're in is like of our own doing, because of sin that we've committed, well, you know, we can repent and we can make better choices for next time. But what about this time? What about the storm where I'm in right now, Jesus? You're sleeping. Meaning I feel like, meanwhile, I feel like I'm drowning. Now, if it's not our doing, the storm just happened. I mean, in, the, in their case, I don't think the disciples did anything wrong. It just, it just happened. Storms just come. Well, what do you do? Well, I mean, you could pray. You can go wake up Jesus. Pray till Jesus wakes up, you know? But and, and, and that's great. And we've done lessons on prayer. But today, I'm talking about this. The storm is here, okay? It's come. You're in a storm. I don't know what your storm is. Maybe there's something going on. And it's real. And we, we got to deal with it. We got to find a way to keep our head and keep our faith through it. Yeah, we want to live our best life, but but first we got this, maybe we got this storm that we're dealing with. And, and here's one of the first things we, when the storm is hitting and what's going on right now? What Maybe you're not in a storm at this moment, but you probably will be soon or you just were, but maybe you are. Something is going on. Something is raging in your life. Something is disturbing you, disrupting the waters in your marriage, in your home, in your family, 
with your significant other and your relationships and your finances, with your health, with a loved one, with your church. All is not well. There's a storm brewing. And often when the storm really gets going and those breakers start kind of sweeping into our life over the edge of the boat, you know, one of the first things we do is we start wondering why. Why? Like, God, why? why? Jesus, you know, why is this? You're in the boat. Why are you allowing this storm? I'm a Christian. You're in my boat now. I'm in your boat. And we just don't, we just don't know. Why is this happening? All right, well, let's think, you know, maybe, maybe God is allowing this storm. I mean, apparently he is, right? If God's all controlling or all powerful, I should say. Maybe, maybe he's just allowing it, but why? Well, maybe he's preparing us for the future. Maybe there's some future storms and we got to go through this storm. So we're ready for that storm. I mean, we, maybe he sees things in the, with a longer view. Maybe he is answering prayers that we haven't even prayed yet for problems we haven't even faced yet. But he's setting the stage and this storm has to happen. Maybe he is answering a prayer that we already prayed. Even with this storm, maybe it's part of the answer to, to, to work things out. Maybe you're going through this storm on behalf of someone else. Ever think of that? You know, not everything's about me. Maybe I'm going through the storm because I, this needs to happen to position me or, or someone else so that I can reach out to them or help them. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's about them in this case. Maybe it's because of them. Maybe someone else has done something that's caused a storm in my life. Like they're, they've done, they're persecuting me. They're bringing hardship to me. I don't know why you're going through your storm. Maybe God is just saying no to prayers you've been praying or yes to something else you prayed about. Or maybe he's just saying later, not now. I don't know. We want to know why, but at the end of the day, we're the children. He's the parent. He knows best. Father knows best. We just don't know. Bottom line though, here we are. God has you here. In this storm, in this boat, the disciples were in that boat on that day. And when you're going through a stormy season, or maybe a dry season, or any season for that matter, what I'm talking about today is I think we've got to get to this place where we we embrace the place where we are, and we let God do His thing. We let Jesus do what He's going to do. Because we know we do, you know, we might not know why all the whys for the storm, and maybe we never will. But we do know a few things. Romans 8 28 says we something we know. It says, We know that in all things, we know, this we know, that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his good purpose. You know, as my dad used to always say, it doesn't say that all things are good. Sometimes I wrestle when, when I feel like the preacher is telling me, like, everything's just good. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not good. This isn't good. Everything is God's will. No, it's not. Sin isn't God's will. 
It doesn't say all things are good, but my dad always said, it's, it says God is working for the good in all things for those who love him and are called according to his good purpose. God has a good purpose. Apparently, the storm is a part of it. Apparently, God is working in this storm, in this situation that you're wrestling with right now, with this child that that is just giving you a run for your money, with this job loss, with this illness. I mean, God's got you in this storm. Apparently, he will work for the good, for his good purposes. You know, when these big storms come here at the beach, I... Uh, we get these, you know, big hurricanes. In the winter, we get these nor'easters. And I like to surf. I like to be on the ocean. And and one thing that happens is these big storms will they'll shift all the sand around, the sand on the beach, but also the sand under the water, the sandbars. It all gets moved around, and like where the waves used to break, where we used to surf, like it'll change after a big storm, and you have to like shift and and now you got to surf over here the wave starts breaking like this and you have to adjust maybe god is bringing this storm in your life right now because he needs to shift some things around in your life through this storm maybe he's shifting the sands around maybe he needed to do that to reposition some things to reposition you maybe to reposition some things below the surface in your heart. As I look back at my life, I realize time and time again that God has shifted the sands, sometimes in very visible ways, like, you know, like, I don't know if, sometimes like whole beach houses will fall into the ocean because the water just like, the whole beach just moves in front, you know, what was once oceanfront real estate is now like in the ocean real estate. But, you know, sometimes like big changes like that have happened in my life, but sometimes it's below the surface. But you can see it better after the storm when everything settles back out. In college, I went through this breakup. I mean, I was so depressed. I was dating dating this girl, wonderful girl. I thought, I thought we were going to get married. But God had other plans. He shifted things around. We broke up and I was so depressed. I was, I mean, I was so heartbroken. You, you guys, you know how it is. Young love. And I thought that's it. I remember this song on the radio at the time. This hit song is by Vertical Horizon. And I remember hearing it and like, like trying not to cry as I'm like driving down the highway. Go, it's not so bad. It's, you're just the best I ever had. This like, emo, rocky, you know, whatever, pop rock, emo, you know, song. And I'm like, yeah, it's not so bad. She's the best I ever had. And, but you know what? God was shifting things around. A year later, God brought someone in my life, into my life who I'd never met before. I'd, I'd only seen her once at a distance. It was my wife, Lisa. I met her. I never would have considered that someone could be better suited for me And then I met this girl, Lisa. God had to shift some things around. And then, you know, another year or two later, uh, we were newly married. And I was in my first, like, full-time ministry job, my first ministry gig. And and this was, like, like my dream job. And I lost the job. I, you know, it didn't work out. Uh, It just... 
I, 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 more or less, I got let go. Like it was, I was so demoralized. I, I was like, man, this was my dream. I'm, uh, can I do this? Like I'm a loser. Like what, what happened here? But God was working on me. God was working in me. God was shifting the sands around once again in my life. And he brought me to Columbia, South Carolina. I never would have considered going to South Carolina. See, I was from North Carolina. You know, we, well, I'm from North Carolina, not, not South Carolina. Those, those, those hicks in South Carolina. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought in my, in my pride. But God shifted things around, shifted me to Columbia, South Carolina, University of South Carolina to be a campus minister, gave me a great mentor and a great ministry on a great campus in a beautiful city. And I was so happy there. Lisa and I were so happy there. He had to shift things around. But then a few years later, I lost that mentor. He he moved on and I mean, he, just to a new ministry position and in a new state. He moved to Florida, where I had come from, J.P. Tynes. And that was tough. And then God brought kind of this, this other mentor, Damien Jean-Baptiste, into my life from a distance. And, and then he passed away unexpectedly. And, and and I felt kind of lost. I felt kind of like, what am I what am I doing in my life and ministry? And I lost a couple mentors here. And and then you know God brought us to Myrtle Beach, which I I never would consider Myrtle Beach. I say like, Myrtle Beach, that's just like a tourist trap town on the beach. I, you know, I'll go to Charleston. Or Wilmington, those are cool places, or you know, whatever. I'm from Miami, you know, um, but God brought me to Myrtle Beach and start a church here and build a life here, bring my family here. I love it. I love it. I love the work I get to do for God here. I love the friendships and the life my family and I were building. God had to shift the sands around in my own heart, even. All along, it turns out through these storms, God was answering my prayer. I, I, I've often felt like Joseph in the Old Testament in Genesis. You know, God brought that young kid. First, he, he, he gave him these visions, these great visions for his life. But, but then, like, everything came crashing down. Remember the story? God, God, his brothers sold him into slavery. God let him be sold into slavery. You want to talk about a storm. God brought him into slavery. Then, just when he was, like, starting to kind of look up again, then he threw him into prison. And he never would have considered that God was setting things up. God was shifting the sands around to answer prayers that had not even been prayed yet by his people. Because years go by and Joseph comes out of prison and God elevates him because of, because of where he was at. He was able to elevate him to this incredible position and and this time of famine came and Joseph was in the perfect position to rescue his people and many others as well. And at the end of his life, at the end of the book, Genesis 50 verse 20, he says to his brothers who sold him into slavery, he says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Brothers and sisters, who knows what God is shifting around in your life right now for the future, for your family, for others. Joseph didn't get it till later. How about Paul, the Apostle Paul? 
the, the brother was sold, was sent into prison for preaching the gospel. And then while he's in prison, there's other brothers who are competitive with him because he was like getting all the glory. He was like this great preacher. And so they felt like competitive with him. So they preached harder while he was in prison so that it, to make it harder on Paul while he was in prison. He never would have considered that being chained would have been a positive thing for his mission, his ministry. But lo and behold, he wrote the book of Philippians, one of the most joyful, faith-building books. Go study it this summer. Philippians, Ephesians, these are joyful, powerful, faith-building books. Some of the greatest books of the Bible were written while he was chained up in prison because he finally had to stop running from city to city and he could start writing. And he says in Philippians 1.18, talking about those, those competitive brothers who are making things harder on him, he says, look, I'm in prison. He says in Philippians 1.18, but what does it matter? The important thing is that Christ has preached. Because of this, I rejoice. It was like, like Nelson Mandela in South Africa when he was imprisoned for years and years and years. This man was put in prison but God changed and God prepared him. God shifted the sands of the nation while he was in prison and even of his own heart to teach him about forgiveness, to change his nation, to change his heart, to free his people from oppression, from apartheid. While Mandela was in prison, God did it while Paul was in prison. He, I mean, this is what God does. Paul wrote this in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. He says, I am confident of this. Brothers and sisters, when you're in a storm, you can be confident of this. He says, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Paul was confident. God is working. You say, but I don't see it. That's because, listen what he says. He began a good work in you. Sometimes it's below the surface. It's below the surface of the water. God is shifting the sands. The storm is, is doing its work. God is working in you. Be confident. He will carry his work to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God is changing you. This I know. You know, storms, they also bring rain. And rain makes things grow. I've been working on my sprinkler system in my yard this week. <laughs> of course, we finally got some good rain over the past week or two. My yard was getting toasty, getting crunchy. The grass was getting, you know, it was getting dried out. But the rain and, and now my sprinklers, they make it grow. Now my grass is just, boom, it greens up. My plants are growing. My flowers are growing again, blooming. See, rain brings growth. Storms bring growth. Our growth and our transformation is top priority for God. So if you want to live your best life, say, I want it to be summer. I want to go to the beach. I want to party. I want to live my best life with the people I love. Let's be happy. Let's go on vacation. Let's fire up the grill. What about these storms? What about these summer showers? Kind of rain on my parade, trying to ruin my best life. Maybe the storm. We got to get through the storm. Guys, that's what today's about. Paul says this also in Philippians while he's in jail. He says, for it is God, Philippians 2.13, it is God who works again in you to will and to act 
in order to fulfill his good purpose. See, God is helping you grow. God is working for your good on the inside, in your heart. So we have to have this attitude. Proverbs 3, listen up. Let's bring it in for a landing. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this. Please listen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. He will make your paths straight. You may not understand it. Hey, don't lean on your own understanding. Why is this storm happening? I don't know. I wish I could tell you. Lean not on on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord, but in all your ways, submit. Submit. First things first, you want to live your best life. Embrace the place God has you. Submit. Submit. And then the question becomes, okay, so how are we responding to our storms. And that's where we're going to go next time. The disciples were screaming. Jesus was sleeping. Are you screaming or are you sleeping? Let's get into that next time and let's live our best lives this summer. Stay. A God is good, His name is great, hallelujah.